Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about alignments. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, alignment, alignment. Oh, man, I screwed up the intro. And as always, we're going to try to focus on roleplay and get yeah. better at it together. Okay, back to alignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, alignment. Like, uh, yeah, so you, you brought a poll. You, you did a poll on Twitter. I think that's a good starting point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did. And I'll be honest, Chris, and you kind of mentioned it when we were, you know, talking, preparing for today's episode, but uh, I I was feeling lazy and I knew I needed to post something on Twitter. So I posted <laughs> a topic that I know often garners quite a bit of attention, which is the discussion topic of alignment. Now, I know normally we're pretty system agnostic and we focus on role playing uh, on a pretty more general sense. But tonight, you know, Chris and I figured that we would talk about alignment specifically in D&D. I don't know if alignment exists in other role-playing games. Uh, do you, Chris? Uh, not a lot. Uh, I, Warhammer First Edition actually had the alignment system. And it's, it, it's kind of funny... Like I was reading it before the episode, I was like, I feel like it wasn't because I was exactly asking myself that question. I'm like, oh, it's really just a D and D thing, and I'm like, I feel like I Warhammer had it. So yeah, in first edition there was it, and it was the same for things like, you know, lawful chaos, yeah, um, good and bad, good and evil. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> there was a sentence in the section on the player that says something like. Some fine alignment will dictate the behavior of your character. I was like, well, this is not what the modern version of alignment is, at least in my head. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was like that at one point. So I don't know, like clearly the person the, the persons who designed Warmer first, first edition were, I, I suppose, heavily influenced on the alignment of D&D, but their understanding of it back then was also the thing where it's supposed to be prescriptive. Anyway, it's supposed to dictate part of your behavior, where I think right now it's more seen as like something you put that represents your character, like it's like the other way around. Uh, So yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm getting too much into it, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, Warhammer had it first edition, so I suppose other games probably have it. Sorry, back to you and and new Twitter. Yeah, no, I mean, that that was all I was going to say. But yeah, Twitter, let me go look at the results. I think it was pretty close. Basically, I asked people if they thought alignment was good or bad for the game. And I think it was something like 60% of people said it was bad and 40% said it was good. Is that Was that the proportion? I mean, I've, I've been trying to find it for a little while. But like, you post a lot, man. Okay, here. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, 390 votes. So quite a, like enough people to actually make conclusion here. I think fifty-seven uh, percent said it enhanced their game, forty-three said it hinders their game. Obviously, it's another one of your like yes and no poll, but fifty-seven percent said it enhance enhances. That's that's kind of crazy to me. That's I mean, it feels like something you know when you're used. You're, you're, and you have you in your habit something. Maybe you, you think you rely on something more than you actually do. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I hope happens here. Because, okay, maybe just a little thing here. I played Warhammer since I'm, I'll say nine, 
to like 25, 26. Like I've never played D and D in those those age. Like it was just Warhammer first, second, third, now fourth edition, and uh, some other role playing games. But like, so for me, the concept of D of alignment never was that big of a deal. Even when we were playing first edition of Warhammer, is so it's something you can just, like. It feels optional to me. So, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting perspective because I've always I, I remember playing D and D for the first few times, and and th- th- you know that's what I was introduced to in terms of role playing games, and even before playing role playing games, you you often see those like memes and jokes online about. Uh, you know, categorizing the alignment of like cupcakes or or, <laughs> or like anime characters or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like they like they, it, it's often like a joke, and it, it's almost like that is an element of Dungeons and Dragons and of role playing games that like has breached out of the game and into popular media as as like this core concept of the game. When really, like you're saying, Chris, it. It isn't and shouldn't, but it's almost like genre defining. Um, yeah, it's pop culture. Like I think there's probably a lot of people that don't play D and D. That if you talk to them about D and D, they'll be like, "Yeah, alignment and stuff, right?" And uh, the other way around is also like I think Matt Colville made made that point when he talked about alignment, which was uh, there's a lot of people who knows those memes that you're talking about and maybe don't know that it's actually coming from D and D um yeah but yeah sure. yeah yeah that's and, and those things are always you know there's a couple of there there's like oh yeah this really works P- character from game of thrones and and then there's a couple you're like eh, really, really? <laughs> which kind of for me brings the like problem to light it's like if you don't even agree on like very like fleshed out character where they would go in this like how useful it how useful is it like i think it's very useful for certain like yes there's the whole paladin thing with like you need a god so like the alignment and in that situation like certain character might actually like there's mechanics around it so yeah there's like a mechanical purpose i suppose but like you know the fact that there's a spell called detect good and evil like validating the presence of good and evil does that mean that if there was a spell detect favorite food, like all characters would need to have their like favorite food established? <laughs> and like, yeah, there would be a place on the character sheet and like it would be like, well, of course, it's super useful to know. And it's like, would we argue about that? You know, it feels kind of like the mechanic is there because the alignment is there. It's, that's, I don't think it's the other way around, right? So. Yeah, yeah. So maybe let's talk a little bit. I mean, I think for those of you listening, you can probably get... <laughs> You can probably already understand uh, Chris and I's position on on this, but let's make it explicit um, and say, you know, or I'll say it for myself and Chris, you can you can echo me if you agree, but I, I personally think that alignment hinders role play at the table. It hinders the game. Um, and I'll dissect that later, but Chris, what's what's if if you had to give a binary response, what would it be? Ooh, I didn't even think of that. I should have think of that. Uh, yeah, I would say hinders. I would say hinders. Uh, I, I think you can still make the most out of it, and I'm sure you, you, you agree with that. Like, you can actually mm-hmm. do things with it. 
But if I had to pick one, I would probably say Hinders, which is kind of bad for a podcast like that. It would be nice if we had like opposite. <laughs> like, uh, we can still play devil advocate, I, I guess, and like see the other other side. And I think you'll like. I have things that I want to say, which kind of like shows that it can enhance. But I, I, and I think you agree with that. But like, you need to push it a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe let's start. Let's start with that. Like, wh- what is alignment? Um, what does it bring to the table that we consider to be positive? Let's let's maybe start with that and try to dissect that further for those of you listening. I, I mean, I think ultimately in today's episode, we're going to be, and I don't, I don't want to jump to conclusions here, but I think we're going to give you these things and you'll quickly realize that maybe there's ways to get them that's a little bit easier or, or maybe a little less restrictive. So let's, let's start with what alignment is. Uh, brings to the table and i and i think one of the things that it does well personally is that it's it's a good way for new people at the table it's a good way as uh to act as like a springboard or a starting point for a personality trait or a character like um to you know to flesh out the personality morality of a character um would you tend to agree with that chris yeah i think i think it could be a good first step, uh, like basically taking a knife and cutting those like sections, I guess, could start to put you in the position of thinking like someone else. And again, I think it was Matt Mercer actually was saying like, I think I think Matt Mercer can't really talk against like specific things in D&D because he like, <laughs> you know, has a lot of relationship with them, which is fine. But like he says like, I don't really use it, but alignment is useful for people who are not used to the idea of putting themselves in someone else's shoes. So, so to be able to be like, you know, I'm going to try to think of what would a lawful neutral person think can be a first step of getting out of your own mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, I've never looked it up, but I'm sure if you did, there's, there's examples, right? Like looking at these examples of people in history who would fall into these categories can kind of help educate the kind of behaviors you could expect your character to portray if you if you have a lawful good character and you know you look at one of those charts about the game of thrones characters like you said chris it it gives you a tangible thing to kind of anchor yourself i suppose um so that's that's one of the, the the perks, I suppose, of of alignment. Uh, is there was there others? I can't. I, I'm trying to think <laughs> of other ones, but now I'm having a hard I time. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it counts as another, but I, I would say that. So, so I don't know where to start. One problem with that, like just right away, is the fact that um, you need to understand those words and everything. So I'll just say that right now because mm. that's kind of a hindering. But but once you like spend the time trying to understand what chaotic mean you know like meaning i'm chaos oh it's bad no it's actually not bad like having this discussion uh it can actually make you start to have questions so like uh okay if i want to be lawful i need to be probably like pro rules uh so like what are the rules i care about you know like maybe what rules do I like or the God I want to serve? Like, oh, he's lawful. Okay, I need to be lawful. Okay, why is he lawful? Like, you know, it's 
you start to question like so a little bit like what we said is the first step but like you can actually start not just like it doesn't have to stop to like oh i'm lawful neutral it, it's actually the start of the journey and that's where i think i'm and i think you are also saying like the journey is important not really the alignment not really the starting point uh when you have and we're talking about character creation like i said at the beginning i think alignment should like fluctuate depending on mm -hmm. what you do and like it should adjust um but i guess that's another part of the discussion but yeah starting you on the journey that is actually the thing you sh you should spend your energy on i think that's what alignment can be but I would argue, and I, I'm more wondering if you agree with that, I would argue that there's other starting points that would probably be better <laughs> on that on that same journey. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think there certainly are, and there are a number of games that uh, there are a number of systems and and tabletop games that I think implement it like in a like they're saying better in a, in a more straightforward, maybe not straightforward, but in a less cumbersome way like less hindering way rather uh but before before i talk about that chris i i as we were talking i thought about something that i i often do when i create factions and it it made me wonder if maybe it's related to 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 alignment often when i'm game mastering and i create factions for my world uh i'll i'll try to think of i don't want to say their alignment but you know, kind of where they sit on the scales of of uh, order, disorder, and p public perception of good and evil. So, and I'm, I, you know, it's definitely an analog for alignment. So perhaps this is another interesting use for you game masters out there. Like you know, we talked about characters and players and character creation, but one of the perks that I could maybe extrapolate out of alignment is this idea of facilitating the creation of factions and also the relationships those factions would have with one another, right? Because uh, alignment is this axis of order, disorder, good and evil, and you can create some interesting relationships between organizations when maybe one's evil but lawful and the other's good but also lawful. It... it, it it gives you a starting point to understand how perhaps those two organizations would uh, have mutual understanding on something and therefore perhaps a positive relationship, despite the fact that one is evil and one is good. Uh, or, you know, that's just one example. But anyway, I, I'm maybe diving off into the deep end here, but I was trying to think of no, another. Uh, I, another I, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, I think one of the things that annoys me with alignment is the fact that. I like my PC and even NPCs to be more nuanced than what this allows. And I think I'd like to go deeper into that as, as we talk about, but I think you're right. I think it's a good, it can be good for like, like even gods, like just to like kind of like cement in your idea, like what the God is about. And I think a faction is another one, which, which I totally agree because the faction is the sum of its part, I think. Right. So it's, it, it does it have laws is mm -hmm. it more like personal freedom of its members of, of like i don't know it's i agree i think it makes a lot more sense 
to see alignment in that context. But to then extrapolate it to like specific character, I think that's where it kind of breaks down for me. Yeah, yeah. And I like how you said that it's the sum of its parts. So there's maybe a little less room for nuance in an organization, right? Um, at a corporate level, uh, a thieves guild faction, you, you know, you're going to have to boil that down because you, you, you can't really otherwise describe a faction of that size. Um, I mean, perhaps you could, and I'm sure there are intricacies there that, that could be explored, but again, it's, it's this good kick, kickstart point. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's, maybe let's go back to what you were saying, Chris, about, um, what was it that you were saying? I'm not sure I said a lot of things, but yeah, let's um, let's go to the nuance. Let's maybe go to the character nuance. I think there's a lot to be said about that. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so one thing that I, the the fact that you say like I'm lawful, for instance. I, again, one thing I want to say right now is the fact that the, the extremes are where it's at. Right, the extremes are where. I think it maybe becomes more useful like to have like a chaotic evil you know like you have an idea of what you're expecting in the lawful good you have an idea of what you're expecting and like lawful evil and, like all the the four corners you pretty know like okay what, what to expect um to a certain extent but the rest the neutral parts that's where i'm like i don't even want to go there like i, I there's other ways to define what your character is about. So let's just take lawful, for instance, as an example. I think, like again, there's different definition of like what people see as as lawful, but usually it's like civilization, the rules, like uh, obedience towards uh, authorities and stuff like that. Well, like I would encourage my any player or any NPC or whatever to ask the question, like if you're lawful. What are you lawful about? Like, what's whose authorities do you actually follow? Because, you know, you could be, for instance, a lawyer who's all about the law and the law is everything, but be against the church, who's another authority. Does that mean you're still lawful? Are you not lawful? Like, the lawfulness depends on the context of, like, I'm thinking of Ranald, a god in, in Warhammer, or you can, if you watch Critical Role, you can think of. Boragar as an as an expositor, which is like an that has strict rules, but is actually there to make sure that other institutions are not corrupted. So they're kind of like against like structure of government because they're like it's gonna become corrupted. So it's kind of chaotic in that sense. But at the same time, they are themselves an institution. So you can still be lawful in that context, I think. So I'd be like, yeah. I don't even want to know, are you lawful or not? I want to know, like, what authorities do you follow? Yeah, and I like that you use the extremes, Chris. Um, and I'm going to maybe talk a little bit about, a, about an example that happened to me in real life where there was one of my players uh, who, it was one of their, one of their first times playing a role-playing game, and... I was a relatively new game master at the time, and I leaned on alignment to try to help them in their character creation. And I still remember to this day them kind of looking at me being like, well, you know, I want to be lawful good, but if I have to kill someone, I'd, I, I kind of still want to like have that freedom. <laughs> so I'm going to be neutral good. 
And I was like, <laughs> okay, so are you just kind of equating neutral to like, I can do whatever I want, which, which really mm -hmm. stuck with me because often in other players, I also saw that where, mm -hmm. where they, they just kind of like, they didn't even consider what being neutral actually meant or what being lawful actually meant or that you could still be a good lawful character and still commit things that maybe go against your your credo but no like no 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 i, I can't pigeon my pigeonhole myself into that i need to make sure that my my alignment is neutral you know like anyway i thought that was very interesting and it, it reminded me a little bit about what you were saying about how you know, just because you're good or just because you're evil or, or just because you're lawful, there's, you should look to seek for more nuance within that. So whether that be the code of conduct that you follow, whether that be, you know, the, the behaviors you display in certain settings versus others, I, I think it, like, just because you're chaotic, for instance, doesn't mean that you're always going to light stuff on fire. Like, it's not a... It's not an excuse for a player to do whatever they want. It's it's a personality trait that's fleshed out in certain contexts. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that's and, a rant. <laughs> no, no, that's a good. I mean, I think this whole thing is probably going to sound like a rant, I guess. But like, I don't know that interesting characters are going to be. I'm thinking of spoiler alert for uh, I guess Marvel, which was revealed. Like it's 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 not actually like uh, news, but like Thanos, like Thanos is an interesting character because of his motivation, and again, motivation is everything. Okay, Thanos is, I don't know, like I don't want to do that with a lot of characters, but I think it's it's good. Let's let's just look at like good versus evil. Like clearly, he wants to kill half the universe, mm -hmm. so it's probably evil, right? But in his mind, it's the only way to save the other half. So how is that, like, he's willing to sacrifice his daughter, himself, everything to save half of the universe. Like, he's the most good person. Like, good is helping other personal sacrifice. He is a good person. No, he's not. He killed, like, you know, like, then what's the goal here? Like, what's the point of defining if he's good or evil? What is actually interesting is what is his motivation? What is he willing to sacrifice for what he wants or what he believes is, is like his objective, which can be for other people to like the half the universe to, to live, or it can be seen as like killing half the other, uh, mm -hmm. other half of the universe. So it's, it's, it's just that discussion shouldn't be like, we shouldn't even talk about the good and evil. We should talk about motivation. Yeah, motivation, and I, I think it's like, maybe I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction, but if, if you see a benefit in talking about good and evil and lawful and chaotic, what I consider to be interesting about a character is, is not having a one-dimensional character, and, and these, these alignments tend to create that. It tends to especially with new players i remember my wife you know she created a thief who wasn't you know quote unquote evil or i forget exactly if it was neutral or evil but she or even in our pirate campaign chris 
her her doctor character who's very logical who's like i i would consider that to be a lawful character because she has like her personal moral code of ethics that she that she follows to a t but after playing that character for like five or six games she was she came to me saying this isn't interesting because i'm always doing the same thing mm-hmm. she wanted and, and i told her like it's more fun if there's nuance to that like break your code of ethics once in a while see how your character reacts to it so that's where the fun lies like set yourself sure use use like for those of you listening use uh alignments if you want to set yourself a baseline but then challenge that baseline to to make and add interesting dimensions like why is it okay for your character to break your code of ethics now what was the motivation for that what was your character's reasoning for that and then you get to explore all of that inner thinking which is way more fun yeah and on the like if we take exactly what you said but like we go i guess back one step is like if you can think of your motivation so okay let's take uh, we'll take a bunch of example if if you're a good person you probably consider perp good as in like the alignment that uh, other people are like you sacrifice yourself for other people first right that's probably a good way to put it um well okay your family are you gonna like what are you willing to sacrifice for your family then your friends then strangers then rivals are you willing to like be so pacifist like so like everybody needs help that you're gonna like help your rivals uh, enemies uh are you gonna save insects like like what's this again spectrum of this thing and then if you can actually establish that that's what you give to your game master and like you said matt the like you you put it as it like you challenge it as your player which is one thing that i think is very interesting and people should consider and do but like having those like really think like this is my creed to give that to your or this is my motivation give that to your game master your game master can then help you kind of put you in situation where you have to make those decisions okay you can either save and that's i guess it becomes philosophy at this point you can either save one of your friend or 10 strangers which one are you going to take mm-hmm. that that is those this decision and distinctions that actually make a character interesting it's not the fact that i'm good or neutral like it doesn't really matter to the story i think yeah yeah no i i i agree with you chris on that like those philosophical questions can be a lot of interest like can be can generate a lot of interesting moments at the table um so i guess i guess what we're saying is if if we sort of start to think about some of the strategies or tips we're coming out like that's coming out of this and we'll maybe build on this as we go on but alignments while they act as a good starting point quickly pigeonhole players if they don't start to challenge those things um it's also like you're saying chris it's relative it's relative to um the environment they're in the eye of the beholder (laughs) yeah the the eye of the beholder sure um and and it's also something that comes on a spectrum right like you can be good and you can act quote unquote in a good natured way but do you do it to everyone and like where 
where does the line start to get fuzzy? Mm -hmm. And finding that line out can be part of the fun for your game master. Um, are there are there things that people can do? And uh, I'm going to try to segue us into something. Are there things that people can do to achieve the same thing without perhaps some of the um, baggage that alignment <laughs> brings? I mean, are we starting with alignment or are we just scrapping alignment at this point? Because uh, let's let's assume you have alignment, okay? Because most people have a character in D and D, probably. That if you're listening to this, um, I would say a, so. Let, let's let's break it down. If you're lawful, what's the law you're abiding? What's the authorities you're abiding? Which authorities you're not abiding by? Abiding is the right word, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, like, what's the authority, and what can like, what are you willing to sacrifice to stay? loyal to that authority like i'm thinking of your character diedrich i feel like you started probably lawful because you were part of like a college with like strict rules and now you're kind of getting that's one of your arc right now to get away from that lawfulness because you want to experiment to be able to again for the greater good because you're you're good like, i think i think you're probably i don't i don't want to put words in your mouth but like it was with good intention, or it is with good intention. Mm -hmm. But at one point, when are you going to stop speaking, become like, when are you not lawful? That's more interesting. So I, once you answer that question of like, what's the authority and what could you sacrifice? Like, what are you willing to sacrifice for it? Then after that, I'm like, don't even worry about being lawful anymore. Your character is past the point where the alignment was useful. You, like it was the first question you ask yourself, and Deity does that too. Like you know, there's the whole belief thing. Like when you're lawful, like you can select the like belief bond and all of that flaws that fits with your alignment. So they kind of are going that way. Mm -hmm. But I would say like after that, you just you can even remove alignment. So yeah, 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 exactly. Like just focus more on the beliefs, the aspects, the the bonds, the flaws. Um, I, I, I think know, one thing. Want so, oh, sorry, you had something, sorry. Yeah, yeah, well, what I was going to say is another thing, too, is like like we've repeated a numerous times before, but to consider reevaluating those things, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you did find the exercise of picking an alignment useful as a starting point, and then you detach yourself from it, you let you play your character, you you see where your character goes, you've established which order you follow and what you're willing to sacrifice. And then you get to the point where you have to make that sacrifice and you do it. That's the time to then perhaps go back to the alignment table, look at it again, and and do that exercise again. So like, look, you know what? Now my character is acting more like uh Jack Sparrow than than uh what's his name? The Orlando Bloom's character. So in that <laughs> case, because you've shifted, maybe you're now, you, you can use those archetypes in media to help educate how you make your character progress further. And you just keep challenging the alignment or you keep, you keep using it as like a touch point to be like, oh, now I'm here. That's cool. Where is it going to take me next? And you play your character. You ask yourself those questions. That might be one way to I don't even know if it's using alignment at that point anymore, but it's it's taking yeah, from it. I think I think at one point this is almost like 
it's it's good to go back, but it's also it's almost a tendency of human to wanting to categorize things, and it's it, it might be an interesting exercise in terms of like you know you and I like to talk about role playing games for hours, so talking about alignment and like oh what would your character like it's fun to categorize it like that, but we could also categorize it in like what kind of Spice Girl would you be like it just mm -hmm. it's one categorization. That's two axis. It's good. We could also use two other axes: introverted, extroverted, and uh, like uh, I don't know. Like there's person. Like I would even take personality tests on uh, you know like on the internet uh, m before taking alignment. I think it would probably be more nuanced uh, and closer to like real life. Because do you really categorize yourself as lawful, good, and evil? Everybody thinks they're good or i mean a version of that <laughs> and like for instance i know like one of my values is like i i want to be on honest honest the most like pretty much all the time but like if someone would put a gun to my wife and say say a lie or shoot her i'll say a lie like like there's always a line there mm -hmm. like you can always find it and that's what's interesting so i think I think maybe something that could be good is like maybe take the extreme like I talked about it with lawful, but we could talk about it like if you're chaotic. Uh, chaotic is about like individuality and personal freedom and you know like not being kind of like against the control of a, a government or an entity. But like I'm thinking of Otis in our game. Otis is kind of a thief, and he was against institution basically when he started because he was raised into one that kind of oppressed him so he was like i'm done with that i'm gone but then he spent like years alone by himself with no support system and then he found his way back to having friends and amongst those friends there's one priest who's like the epitome of like institution and one college, like one magister, like one one wizard, who's also part of a big institution. And at first, he was kind of like, I don't, I'll, I'll leave whenever I have to leave because I'm a lone wolf and blah blah blah. But now he's part of like an order called the Ordo Fidelis, and he just enrolled as a priest in like and like his character went to like no institution to like yeah, I want to be part of like. So if you're chaotic. It doesn't mean you have to be against everybody because I think some players do that. They're just like, I'm chaotic, so you won't impose anything on me. It's like, yeah, but are you willing to sacrifice your personal safety? What about the safety of your friends? Maybe being part of a group and then having rules can be a good thing. So, you, again, I'm just trying to give like prompts to the listener if they want to try to challenge yeah, their yeah, alignment. For sure. um, and maybe I'm going to go on another tangent. Um, and, and then maybe we can start talking about the focus on aspects and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, one thing that I find can be, you know, one of the baggages that I often see, and I, I might have alluded to it already, but often I feel like players will lean on their alignment to justify behavior in the game that, like you're saying, Chris, is detrimental to the party, is detrimental to the safety of the other players or their own character because, oh, I'm chaotic. I'm going to do it. It's what my character would do. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I, I think, you know, if if you're a player character, if you're a player and you're trying to f- understand the balance between being in the skin of another character, but also having a fun time role-playing with your friends, always doing, quote-unquote, the chaotic thing is not the way to do it. It's, you know, you as a person are not chaotic. Your player character might be. Your player character might be against institution, might, uh, you know, like random things, uh, get a kick out of seeing what happens. But, the, but it's, you don't have to do it all the time. And I think drawing that line between who your character is and who you are, maybe it's meta, but you can see a lot of benefit. You can, you can choose when to flip the switch on that chaos to generate a fun moment versus when to maybe tone it down so that it doesn't like ruin the interaction with the important uh, ally NPC. You know what I mean? Like, so there, there's... Mm-hmm. There's a kind of checks and balances that you as a player can do. And I actually had a lot of fun doing something like that in one of your games, Chris, when I was playing just this dummy brute character who was really stupid. Uh, and like one of his like main defining features when he was always hungry and wanted to eat all the time. And I mean, I found it a lot of fun to do that check and balance and be like, what's an interesting way for me to be stupid in this moment, but also beneficial to the rest of the party or, or, you know, achieve the goals that we're trying to set out to achieve. So that's something that I'll challenge players listening to do uh, because it's, it's one way to look at that alignment, I suppose, or, or those character defining features that could be detrimental, but maybe you, you try to, prevent as much of the detriment as possible. Yeah, and I think it it touches a little bit on something we talked in the past, which is um, people in real life, like believable characters, are not always consistent. So, like, if you think, like, well, then I'm not playing my characters and I'm not role-playing well if I'm not always being my alignment. It's like, no, the alignment is maybe your tendency. It's your maybe your religion it's your attitude towards life maybe but it's not your go-to for every decision making so that i'm just echoing what you're saying and like what i'm i guess i'm 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 saying yes please do that because in real life if you want to make your character believable the time you're not going to do it is going to actually be probably more significant character than the times you're actually going to follow alignment, even though it might be the the um, the exception and not the norm. Um, like you said, like when you played the ogre and everything, and, and and you were eating, it was funny. And then the second one of your friend is in trouble, and you have the chance between eating a pie or helping your friend, and you look left and you look right, and you're like hesitating, and then you go help your friend. Like, I don't know, it makes, I'm, I'm, that didn't happen, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just trying to find an example here. But like, um, <laughs> that that makes that behavior mo- even more significant, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, uh, I, I guess we're, we're switching to a little bit, like, we've been alluding of this aspect. Uh, so we've talked, is it okay if I go there, Matt? Did you have uh, any? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it's, a, I think this is the right time. Yeah. Um, the it, we play a lot of uh, fate um 
Fate has a cool system, and I mean, most role-playing games these days have a version of that, even D&D. Um, we'll call it Aspect. In Fate, there's like, you have five sentences that represent your character, and it's a little bit, if you're listening, like to the ideal bond and flaw. So there's the like main concept, high concept and the trouble, which uh, you can probably understand kind of what it means in context. But you can basically do any kind of those sentences, which are sentences at which you you would define your character. Um, and I think this is a lot more valuable. I'll, I'll pass the mic to you, uh, Matt. Maybe you can talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I like you're saying, Chris. It's valuable because it gives you the same kickstart point as an alignment does, right? It once you've outlined three or four sentences about who this person is, the institutions they're part of, the the families they're a part of, the the professions they have. You know, these are often things that you'll find in the aspects of a fate character. Um, they they give you the same. You know, for the most part, they give you the same stuff you get out of an alignment. Perhaps one could argue even more because they're more detailed, they're more nuanced. And the the beauty of these is the mechanic in the game actually incentivizes you to change them. It, it instructs you to, as the game goes on to change them. And you also get you know you get bonuses if your character acts a certain way. And it can be justified by one of these these align almost like getting advantage in the game, but um, I guess that's maybe neither here nor there. But one of the the cool parts about these aspects of your character is they're exactly that they're aspects of your character. They're they're behaviors, tendencies, but they're not ironclad. They you know it makes it very clear from the get go that it can be changed. That you're encouraged to change them. Uh, which, I mean, may maybe D&D does now. I haven't read too much into it. But for the most part, alignment tends to stay static in my experience. Whereas in Fate, this, this concept of, a, of an aspect, of a, a defining trait, like any other person, you know, as you grow up, as you live and experience life, you just start to define yourself on, based on different things. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure, Chris, if you had more to add to that. Yeah, um, I mean, I think alignment, uh, so just maybe, I think alignment right now is, I like, people will use it statically or just will change it often, but I think, well, I, I don't know, I don't think it's worth changing that much because between being lawful good and lawful neutral, like, are you actually going to play your character differently? Maybe, uh, but probably you played your character differently and then you're like, oh, it doesn't fit anymore, so you're going to change it. Like, I don't know how alignment is, is really that useful in there. Uh, if we if we take an aspect, like you know, I'm thinking of Randall in our game, started the game with an aspect that was something like low self-esteem because of a emotionally abusive dad. Like that's pretty heavy here, but like, um, and that was kind of his thing at the beginning. He was low self-esteem, and and at one point being with the party and achieving incredible thing. This thing fluctuated from having low self-esteem to have to have overconfidence because he was achieving a lot of things. And he was like, oh, you know what? I am worth something. And over, like basically overcorrected. And then that player then acting like this, and you know, like where would that be in alignment? Like there's no mm -hmm. 
it's just not there. I guess it might be in some like an ideal. And again, I guess what we're saying, these ideal bond and flaws are aspects. We're talking about the same thing here. But I think even ideal bond and flaws are a bit too specific. Just take five sentences that represent your character that good and bad uh, put together. And maybe we could talk about that later. But just to finish my story here, because he was overconfident, he was a bit reckless. And that led to someone dying, someone he cared about. So then he was like, you know what? No, I need to be now careful. So all of this, like, go back and forth, really. Like, I, what I love about Aspect, if, if you take that five sentences, and it really gives you a picture of that character at that moment. Where if you give me your, your alignment, and even if you, I mean, ideal bond and flaws, I hope, if you're listening to this, I hope you change them as you play along, because it's way more interesting than if it's static. But I would encourage you to go check Fate. It's, it's downloadable. It's pay what you want. And just, or, or just look on the internet on Reddit or whatever, like how to make a good aspect in Fate. And that will, that can apply to your D&D game if that's what you're playing or any system to create cool, like short sentences that would actually make your character way better. That's yeah, no, yeah for, for sure. I think that anybody would ben any character would benefit from this. Uh, even game masters, you know, giving an NPC, uh, an important NPC, a couple of aspects goes a really long way uh, in terms of role playing that character, trying to determine, you know, what they're doing, where they're going. You know, if you, you give them motivation and a high aspect, maybe a trouble, you've got yourself an A plus NPC that you're going to. You can use those guidelines without very little prep to to make a fun interaction or or a fun moment with your player characters. Um, so yeah, and, there, there's definitely lessons to be learned for the game master too here. Yeah, and what's great about it, it it's it's not as prescriptive. It's not as like stiff, right? It's it's like oh, I I I think uh, I think Randall had one also. I don't know why I'm thinking about Randall, but like. Uh, one was something like uh, honesty is the best policy and then something happens and he's being honest and, and and it blows up in his face so now he's considering like he's changing that aspect because he's like you know what i'm not sure that it that it is true anymore mm -hmm. uh so then you have this evolution of your of your character so i don't know it's it sounds simple but i think it's to put that down on paper, if you don't have those aspects, you're like, I know what my character is and what he would do or she would do or they would do. Um, just write it down, five five sentences, and I think you'd be, you'd at, at first you'd be surprised how it might be hard to do five. Mm -hmm. Two is easy usually. Three, that's fine. Four, you're like, okay, I'm getting further from my core here from my three things I define my character with. And then you get to five, you're like, okay, now we're putting flesh on the bone. Now we're getting into the like, kind of uh, not, a, a little bit more interesting, a little bit further from the archetype, I guess. Yeah, and it when you get to five, when you get to that many, you know, one-liners about who your character is, your character, like you're saying, Chris, is going to be, multi-dimensional in a very interesting way which will 
enable you to evolve almost under any circumstance because like like we're like we're saying you want to look at these and change them frequently well if you have five core elements of different things that your character is defined by odds are in a couple of nights of playing you're going to come face to face with something that makes you question or at least reevaluate one of those five things like five different and i, th- I want to stress that you're going to want these things to be relatively distinct from one another because otherwise you're just kind of layering onto the same thing and it's not as much fun um yeah they so need to like if you have a venn diagram they need to be distinct they're as little overlap as you can right like your your high concept matt was like a, I'm an astromancer, a bright-eyed astromancer who wants to discover the world where you don't have another one on travel, right? It's just yeah, exactly. something totally different. Or yeah. magic or whatever, yeah. For sure. And, and, and if you're the game master, this is gold because you're like, okay, what kind of challenge can I put in front of my characters? You look at their aspect, you find two that are, and you put the situation where these are mutually exclusive. You have to choose which one, like the character, the character, the player will have to choose which is more important, and then growth. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no, it's a good recipe for for that. Um, I mean, we we could probably talk about alignment forever, but I feel like we come to an interesting natural. And are there other other takeaways, other things that people can do, Chris? In your opinion, that uh you know other than aspects other than other than all of the other things we talked about already is there any other tidbits that you think would be worthy of sharing i mean uh i think it's all about giving you freedom Uh, we've talked about that right like don't feel restrained by alignment find it but okay one thing i say i would say alignment is important to a certain extent or can be very useful uh, and, and encourage you to do is as a game master, if your characters are acting real, like your players are acting real off, you know, like sometimes you have someone who does something totally out of character. Sometimes alignment gives the proper tool for the game master to be like, that's not what your character would do. And that's a, that's a hard line as a game master to tell your your players know that's not what your character would do um aspects kind of allow that a little bit but i think alignment because it's i guess a little bit more stiff might actually be the one like i'm thinking if again if you're watching critical role there was uh pike trickfoot who was a cleric of a good god alignment good and at one point she was getting a little bit too barbarian she was like you know like crushing skull like almost like enjoying it, like someone who's surrendering an enemy, but surrendering and crushing it. And then the Game Master is like, you, you can tell that Matt Mercer is like, this is not what her god is about. So he made, I think it was a necklace of her god who like had a, like a, a crack in it that appeared. And basically it was like, you're playing against your alignment. If you continue, you're either gonna, like your god is gonna say bye-bye. You know, you're not, you're not following the, the, your god. So, I mean, alignment can be an easy way for a game master to be like, no, you said you're evil, do something evil, otherwise you're not evil. I think, again, that's something common to, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, act according to your alignment. 
but once you're, I don't know. I don't think that's a, it's a good use of alignment, but there's other ways to do it. Yeah, that's I, I, I think that's one of the why. You know, for me, I I consider alignment to be more. of a hindrance or get him to just write down a couple of sentences about who that per that character is and and that'll be a better use and will achieve a very similar i think a very similar um result outcome yeah outcome well, yeah I, I think i think if so let's let's put the last thing in there if you're listening to this and you're like what are they talking about my lawful good paladin it's so crucial in my character that my alignment is so integral to my character. What they say doesn't make any sense. Well, just take that alignment and write an aspect about it. Like you being lawful good, being that important could be one of those aspects. It, it can still be integral to your character. I think what we're saying is that some characters... Maybe they're neutral good or whatever they are. Maybe, even if it's extremes, the the alignment will just hinder their thinking and their role playing. But if it helps you and it's you feel it's crucial to your character, then it's just one of those aspects. It's it, yeah. it doesn't need to be mutual, mutually exclusive here. And and one of those aspects, like you could by writing it out as an aspect or as one of these defining traits, you can you have the opportunity to flesh it out more in an explicit way. Right, instead of saying I'm lawful good and a paladin, well, you can say I serve Bahamuth, his word is my law. Boom. That's one of your one of your mm -hmm. defining sentences. And you've just added, okay, you you follow this particular God, you treat all of the like scriptures that he writes or whatever, all of the you know, testaments and things as as your law or code of ethics or whatever now it's it's to me as a game master being told that compared to oh i'm a lawful good paladin who i guess i serve bahamuth okay uh that those are those two statements <laughs> mean different things you know yeah because that sentence also that you use being lawful for that god another paladin or another cleric or whatever could use those two same things and yet the aspect be written in a way that is totally different right there could be uh something more about like i'm lawful but i follow the church of bahamut more like maybe it's not the god in the scripture maybe it's your next uh your hierarchy like the next person that gives you your mm -hmm. order or it can, you know it, it just that nuance can later be very important 
um, later down the line and, and bring nuance to the same class and alignment that maybe you're you're used to, to seeing. Because, I mean, I don't think you can put all, and, and that one of the stiffer one is like lawful good. Like you can't put them all in the same basket and be like, this is all the same character. This is not, not interesting. And that's where aspects are, are, I think, interesting. And I think one of the last thing I want to mention, because I think we're, we're, we're ready to close here, is the fact that I want to um, bring attention to something that uh, one of our guests said, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan uh, says, often says, like, alignment is not going anywhere. And I don't think, like, just we're, we're stuck with it. It's, it's, it's part of D&D at this point, right? Um, and he, he has a good point about the cosmology of D&D and how, like, there's little, literally, like, planes of existence, right? The the cosmology with Arcadia and certain plays that are defined by their alignment. And and I, I won't go into detail because that's not my <laughs> thing. I just think he's really eloquent when he talks about it. Um, I would encourage you to maybe like look at his stuff because um, his vision of alignment is interesting. But I think he would echo a lot of like, you know what, you don't need it kind of deal, but we're stuck with it. Yeah, no, it's it's part of the game. And that's I think that's that's something that we can accept as game masters and as players. Um, but just because it's a part of the game, so many of those rules are optional, uh, as it is indicated. Um, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. Just because it's an integral part of the history of the game doesn't mean that it needs to be an integral part of your game. Um, and, you know, Chris, uh, I think we're, we're kind of wrapping it up. One thing that I'll say is I did post a tweet for our Q&A segment, but I posted it like 15 minutes before we recorded, so that's my bad. But this is a good <laughs> opportunity for me to tell those of you listening, you know, Chris and I want to try to have a Q&A segment um, moving forward if, if, we remem- if I remember to tweet about it and if there are interesting questions. So we, we, would, we would encourage you to reach out to us, even if it's not prompted by a tweet, but uh, to reach out to us, you can contact us on Twitter that's at role underscore play underscore chat. We have an email that's contact roleplaychat at gmail.com. Yeah, and I'd encourage you to send us your questions. Uh, they can be about any uh, role-playing game, topic, subject. And we, uh, you know, like I said, if, if we think it's going to be an interesting point of discussion, we'll bring it up and answer it on the show. Yes, and I think with that, we're ready to close it off we talked a lot about alignment i hope you guys and i had fun talking about it even though i complain all the way but <laughs> i feel like i complain all the way uh but uh i i hope that at one point the discussion on the close because i think it's you know it's optional it's a good starting point but push it further is a good like you know what we're done with this let's let's use it or not depending on what you want but that's yeah. my closing statement <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a good point, Chris. So with that, I think we're ready to close the show. Let's call it a chat. <laughs>